It is awesome uh, to be here. I've uh, looked forward to this night and uh, always enjoy being here with uh, Jackie and the team here and hearing what God is doing here and uh, getting to participate in it a bit myself. So thank you for having me and uh, getting to see some of you that uh, uh, are members uh, of the Oasis. Everywhere I go, people come up and say, you're, you're my pastor. I'm like, well, nice to meet you, you know. I was like, uh, but uh, uh, it is nice to meet you. And good, uh, I, I feel like tonight's going to be a, a night where God's going to pull some things deep inside of our hearts. The first text message I got this morning was from Chuck Pierce, and it simply said, it's time to call the warriors to rise. Yes. And I feel like this is a weekend when it's time for the warriors to rise and uh, answer a call of God that uh, is going to lead to one of the greatest victories, if not the greatest victory, in all of church history. The greatest days in church history are not in our past. They're in our present and in our future. And uh, we're going to be a part of that. It's good to be with Jackie. Thank you for having me. I bless you. Um, if you haven't noticed, this world is in a mess. It is now at perhaps the most defining moment in our lifetime and maybe ever. We are at a tipping point moment in this nation. And we also see... We are in a tipping point in our world, a hinge moment. Here as I began tonight, these definitions of a defining moment. A, a defining moment. Defining moments are times in which that which is done will affect the future. What we are doing will affect the future. What we don't do will affect the future. B, a defining moment is a moment that puts life an institution or an organization on a different path. We must put this nation on a different path. We must put the church, in many cases, on a different path. See, a defining moment is a moment when conformity is challenged. There are times when we, as the church of, of Christ Jesus, must not conform. We must look government in the face or anyone in the face for that matter and say we serve a higher law. We will not conform. We're not going to bow. D, defining moments are moments in which someone or a like-minded group of someones take the pen and with decisive authorship write the script for a new play. It's time... It's time for Christ's ecclesia to write the script for a new play. Throughout history, we see defining moments are decided by who defines the moment. And there is no doubt that King Jesus expects his church to rise up and define this moment. We cannot allow hell to define us, and it is attempting to. 
Hell's not supposed to give us our definition. Our king gives us that definition in Matthew 16, 18, when he said, I'll build my church and the hell's gates will not prevail against it. We cannot allow government to define us. Here's what you can do and here's how long you can do it. We will say, no, you will not define us. We cannot allow media to define us. It's attempting to. We cannot allow social media to define us. We cannot allow education to define us. No, we must answer the challenge of our times, allow our king to define us, and we define this moment. Aligning this time with the principles and the statements and the will of our God. Hear this prophetic word that I received Four months ago now. On June the 4th, it was a Sunday morning, I came into the office. Uh, I, I like to get there three, four hours before anybody gets there. It's before the sun comes up. And I woke up so burdened for this nation. I was grieving in my, in my heart for this nation. And I was praying in the Holy Spirit. And as I came into the, uh, into the office that morning... Just saying, God, I don't know what's going on, but I'm, I'm praying for this nation. I'm so burdened this morning, Lord. And as I began to pray that, I heard Holy Spirit begin to speak words to me. I wrote them as fast as I could. And here's what he said. I will now deal with the oppressors of my people. I will move swiftly and with jealous aggression. For I have heard their cries, and I will break the hold of the taskmaster's rule over them. Though they bow their necks in stubborn resistance, I will lead them with nose rings to their place of destruction. Like oxen to the slaughter, I will pull them to stalls of disgrace. That's happening even now. The commanding influence of the oppressor's curse will break from the hearts of my people. The disheartening crack of the taskmaster's whip will no longer be heard by my sons and my daughters. They will not carry the burden of their oppressors. They will not toil for their enemies' gain. They will not work as slaves of cultural brutality. They will not glean empty fields because they worship me. No, they will own the fields where once they gleaned. The breaking sound heard by my triumphant remnant will be the cracking sound of their oppressor's authority shattering from off their lives. The words of their Pharaoh will be as chaff in the winds as my angels scatter their defiance. Michael, my war prince, who I know is very busy tonight over Israel. He's called the prince of Israel. Michael and his chariots of fire. Uh, if you don't know, chariots of fire are the special forces units uh, in the kingdom of God in heaven. They are special like the Navy SEALs or Rangers uh, in the spirit realm. Michael and his chariots of fire have received their orders. Gabriel has communicated strategies through angel, uh, throughout the angel armies. Breakthrough angels are now activated. Pharaoh will not have the final word. I will have the final word. 
Ecclesias contend in faith as I harden the heart of your enemies. I will harden the hearts of your enemies for devastating defeat. That will happen even more these next couple of weeks. You're going to see those who are hardening their heart. But they will, uh, it will be for devastating defeat. Set your heart on what I say. Set your minds with now faith. Expecting to live in a promised place. Move forward towards new times and seasons that I have prepared for you. Move forward into reformation that I have planned for you. Move forward into positions of authority that I have ordained for my people. For know, says the Lord, the next three months, remember this was June the 4th, the next three months, June, July, and August, will lead to a great shaking and a reset of the nation back to its covenant roots. It will begin a great shaking, not just a shaking, a great shaking back to the covenant roots. June, July, and August will be months of great reformation, and it will begin to rapidly surge, says the Lord. Know the next three months, that would be June, July, and August, the seeds of faith planted by my people with their decrees will accelerate to fullness, producing the fruit of the seed that is sown, and my people will enter new times. The, the faith decrees they've sown will accelerate to fullness, and my people will enter a new season. Well, we sowed those seeds by the millions in what we called going out and painting the borders of our state with oil and making decrees. I made over 300 decrees in front of the White House out loud. Perhaps some of you said them along with me. But it, uh, thousands of people just in the Oasis and the Awakening Now Prayer Network went out into our states and we begin to decree the word of the Lord, painting our borders with anointing oil and with decrees. And I know you did it here as well. And then Dutch had, had the 300 arrowheads, and we buried them around our states as well. Something is happening. We did what God says. Embrace, then, he said, and move forward into Reset. The reset that I have planned, that plan will now unfold through September, October, and beyond. We are now in that staging time of great reset, even though it's shaking. Decree your faith and activate my kingdom's power. Decree your faith and activate angel armies, and they will assist you in the supernatural reset. I have never seen a time ever in, in my life when I've seen more angel activity than is happening right now. Now, I want to read you a, another scripture before I start to open this. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 25, Message Bible. So don't turn a deaf ear to these gracious words. If those who ignored earthly warnings didn't get away with it, Pharaoh didn't get away with it. In Noah's day, his generation, they didn't get away with it. What will happen to us if we turn our backs on heavenly warnings? 
His voice that time shook the earth to its foundations. This time, he's told us this quite plainly, he'll also rock the heavens. A part of that is rocking thrones of iniquity. You're in a season when he's going to rock the thrones of principalities and powers. One last shaking from top to bottom, stem to stern. The phrase, one last shaking, means a thorough house cleaning, getting rid of all the historical and the religious junk so that the unshakable essentials stand clear and uncluttered. Do you see what we've got? An unshakable kingdom. And do you see how thankful we must be? Not only thankful, but brimming with worship, deeply reverent before God, for God is not an indifferent bystander. The world is hoping that God will be an indifferent bystander, but he promises he will not. And this world is about to see that our God is not just a bystander. The prophets are saying everywhere that I go, it's time. And I heard it first thing this morning from a national prophet. First thing, it's time to engage the battle and prevail in Jesus' name. Listen and you can hear words like the Apostle Paul's in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10 tonight. They are being born on spirit winds, and they're being born into this room even now. They're being born into the Atlanta area at this defining moment. They are breathing into our hearts. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Stand strong in the power of the living God. Put on the armor of God and come against principalities, powers, and against mights and dominions. And the word against, against principalities, against powers, against mights and dominion, that's the word pro. And it means to be a step forward. That's what a pro is. He's a step forward. A pro golfer's step forward than anybody in this room, at least me. When you see principalities and powers... You make sure your armor is on and you step up. You step forward. When you see powers, step forward. When you see thrones of darkness, don't back down. You step forward. This is the weekend when the church steps forward. Why? Because a battle will rage for the soul of this nation. And we must engage and we must win it. Prepare yourself for the fierce war season. That is before you. He has told us time and again that this season is going to be very, very fierce. Prepare yourself to battle thrones of of iniquity that are influencing the natural realms. Understand, Ecclesia, that you must fight. You must fight with prayers, decrees of faith, and with worship warfare. You must prepare yourself to use the weapons of your warfare that are not carnal. They are not flesh and blood, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. You must prepare yourself to battle alongside of angels proclaiming my word, the Lord is saying. Run with them into battle. The angel gate is open and the war gate is open. 
understand it's time to engage the breakthrough battle that leads you to a billion soul harvest. And that's what this is all about. It is time to engage principalities and powers of darkness and those they use in the natural realm. It's time to defeat the prophets of Baal in our government. It's time to defeat the prophets of Baal in our media. That's primarily where I think the prophets of Baal have embedded themselves. It is in to our media, and they prophesy 24-7 for Baal. They prophesy iniquity into the land. They prophesy the lies of lying demons. Prophesy against them. It's time for the showdown, Holy Spirit said would come. I can feel it. I feel it in the atmosphere. I feel it spiritually. I feel it naturally. Uh, and, and now, clearly, we have heard the call of King Jesus, a call to his coalition armies, report to the battle line. My main message for CityGate Atlanta is it's time for you to report to the battle lines, report for duty. It's time to march. It's time to advance. It's time to fight the reset battle for this world. It's time to possess the land. Though there be giants in the land, do not fear. Like David, gather your rocks. Load your slings. I'll guide them, God says. Sharpen your spears. Sharpen your arrows. Sharpen your swords. Your, your time has come to take the heads off giants. I will go before you. I will empower you. It's time to hear the pre-battle instructions. It's time to hear the pre-battle declarations. It's time to hear in the spirit realm the sound of battle cries. I've been hearing them the last three days. I've been hearing in the spirit realm battle cries. It's time to hear the war dance and the beating of the drums of the kingdom of Almighty God whose king is tired of being defied. It's time to hear the pre-battle speeches declared before giant conflicts of history like we now face. I'm hearing them. Deep is calling to deep in the airs. There's a, there's a call to bold passion. Bold passion like warriors have heard through the ages. Like those in the third army heard in 1944. As General George S. Patton stood before outnumbered troops, preparing to march into what they said at the time were the jaws of hell. He stood before men who knew the next morning they're going to be shot at. They knew grenades were going to explode all around them. They knew a guy over here a few hundred yards away was going to try to kill them. He stood before them and he said, I don't want to receive one message that comes to back to me saying, we are holding our position. We are not here to hold anything except the heads of our enemies. 
Our plan of operation is basically advance and keep on advancing whether we have to go over them, under them, or through them. And they did. Please know we are not here to hold the fort till the cavalry gets here. We are the cavalry. We are the cavalry. We're not here to hold position. We're here to advance with Holy Spirit and with angel armies. We're here to follow King Jesus, Messiah, our breaker into battle against gross darkness, against demon principalities, against the fallen princes that fell with Lucifer. It's time to engage them. It's time for some bold passion. It's going to take bold passion to make our advance. It will take bold faith to reset this nation. It'll take determined faith to possess the land. It's going to take some faith like those in the great cloud of witnesses that are watching even tonight, those of us that are in this room. That great cloud of witnesses is watching us. Moses is watching Abraham, Elijah, Elisha, Ruth, Deborah, Esther. It's time that we understand, and this is a weekend where it seems like the prophets are calling it forth. Now it's time to understand. It's our turn. It's our turn. It's our turn. It's Atlanta's turn. It's why you fought for 30 years. It's this your turn. It's your time. It's similar call to that given to the first church in the book of Acts. The early church was also in a time of great shaking. The world needed a reset. Israel, it needed a reset. The Roman government was very oppressive. Its government was corrupt and it was iron-fisted. The religion of the time was passive and it was compromised. It was led by Pharisees. And it was led by hireling shepherds who would do anything to appease Roman government. But Holy Spirit filled 120 of them with power to work the Godhead's plan and to bring dramatic reformation. They answered a call that was much bigger than they ever dreamed. It's now our turn. It's time for us to answer this call. We've got to awaken and redefine a nation that has lost its way. We must awaken and reset history. And the call of the Holy Spirit is reaching out through our nation this night. And it's reaching into the hearts of warriors just like you sitting here this evening. And it's drawing you to the battle line. It's drawing you to an engagement with the powers of hell. It's, it's calling you to use the weapons that you've been trained in. It's calling you to engagement. August 24, 2014. I heard this prophetic word. And I believe it is sounding forth to the body of Christ at this moment. It applied then, but, but even more so now. August 24, 14. The alarm clock of heaven is now ringing on the nightstand of a sleeping church. 
Time to rise. Time to rise to the occasion. Time to get up. The sun has risen over a battlefield. I have lions hidden in my remnant, not wolves. They will now rise to patrol and remove the defeated one's wolf packs that have come to scatter my flocks. My lions will be fierce, bold, aggressive, and unintimidated. They will not flinch when adversaries advance. They will stand strong, says the Lord, fearless. My fearless remnant will rise. I believe that's now happening. A new era is dawning. Rise to the occasion, says the Lord. One of the prayers of the early church in the book of Acts has had my attention for weeks. I've quoted it nearly every day, probably every day, if not most. It's found in Acts 4.29. Lord, look at their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. The Amplified Bible reads this way. And now, Lord, observe their threats. In other words, listen to what they're threatening. And grant to your bondservants full freedom to declare your message fearlessly. New Living Bible. And, or New Living, uh, yeah, New Living. And now, O Lord, hear their threats and give us, your servants, great boldness in preaching Your word. No pablum. No compromise words. Say what God says. That's it. Say what God says. Acts 4.29 Message Bible. Lord, they're at it again. Take care of their threats. And give your servants fearless confidence in preaching your message. Hear this. You're going to hear it again. They're going to be at it again. They may be at it again tomorrow. They're going to be at it again this week. Acts 4.29, Passion Bible. Empower us to speak the word of God freely and courageously. Each of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and proclaimed the word of God with unrestrained boldness. The early church led a movement with great boldness, unrestrained boldness. They said what God said with fearless boldness. I'm hearing that call. I have been bold, but I'm hearing the call of the Holy Ghost. Be bolder. Be bolder. Say what I've said. Raise your voice. Be bolder. Holy Spirit is anointing. Ecclesia hubs like this one to be bold, bold, unrestrained boldness be poured upon you. It's time this boldness, uh, like Paul talked to Timothy about in 2 Timothy 1, 7. Amplified says, for God 
did not give us a spirit of timidity, of cowardice, of craving and cringing and fawning fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of calm and well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control. King Solomon gives us these words, Proverbs 18, 1. The wicked run when no one is chasing them, but the godly are as bold as lions. Holy Spirit has been preparing the ecclesia for years now to operate in lion-like boldness. This is about to startle the entire world because they think we're weak. They think that we're a bunch of sissies. They, they think we're meek little deplorables, and they're about to find out we have hearts of lions. They're about to find out we're bold. They're about to find out we're unintimidated warriors, and we won't back down. We will never back down. Amplified Bible says the wicked flee when no man pursues them, but the uncompromisingly righteous are bold as lions. These words, and the words God spoke to Joshua after the death of Moses, just prior to Joshua taking them into the land, God's word to Joshua at that point have been occupying my spirit day after day. This went on for several weeks. It's been as though those words were freshly breathed by the Holy Spirit um, into the ecclesia. They are just, they're rhema words. They're living words. But those words, just before they, they crossed in, I'm hearing them breathe now. I hear them tonight in the spirit realm. God says to Joshua at that point in Joshua 1 and verse 6, simple statement, but life-changing. He says to Joshua, Joshua 1, 6, be strong and of good courage. And then he comes down to verse 7. What does he say then? Be strong and very courageous. And then, two verses later, Joshua 1.9. Have not I commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you. Think about that a moment. Have not I commanded you? When you think about commandments, perhaps you think of, of the Ten Commandments or other commandments. But many do not think of these, these three. I'm commanding you. I'm commanding you. Be strong. I'm commanding you, Atlanta, be very strong. I'm commanding you, be courageous. I'm commanding you, do not be dismayed. Dismayed means distressed because of something that unexpectedly happens. The unexpected's going to happen. Don't be dismayed. Like an evil report or a bad report that you might get. Don't be dismayed. This no doubt took Joshua back some 40 years. It certainly would have taken me back. 
He was one of the twelve spies Moses sent into the land, uh, the land of Canaan, to see how, how do we take it. But we know that ten, when they came back, ten gave a report of dismay. They said, well, there, there's giants in that land and, and we're not able to take it. But, but Joshua and Caleb rejected that report. And they gave a good report. Saying, we're well able to take, we're well able to take this land. Our God is with us. They even added this, they're bread for us. We'll eat them up. God was reminding him, you gave a good report then. I'm commanding you, give one now. Don't report dismay because I'm with you. Be strong. Be very courageous. No messages of dismay. Don't you talk unbelief. You're in a different season. Don't say it. If you have to grab your lips, do not speak unbelief. I'm commanding you, don't do it. I'm commanding you, you be strong, courageous, and do not speak any dismay. Joshua 1, verse 2, Message Bible. God says, Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead. Get going. Cross this Jordan River, you and all the people. Cross to the country I'm giving to the people of Israel. I'm giving you every square inch of the land you set your foot on, just as I promised Moses. All your life, no one will be able to hold out against you. In the same way I was with Moses, I'll be with you. I won't give up on you. I won't leave you. That line, that line really got hold of me. Here's a young man. It's time for you to take over. This young man is taking over. (laughs) He had to be intimidated a bit. I mean, he's taking over for Moses. And what did God say? Somebody here needs to hear this. I won't give up on you. You're trained. You're trained well. I won't give up on you. He tells Joshua, I'm not going to give up on you. He is talking to an ecclesia that's been through difficult times, battered, broken, split. I'm not giving up on you. You've made your stand. Now watch me. I won't give up on you and I won't leave you. Strength, courage. Give it everything you have, heart and soul. Don't get off track either left or right, so as to make sure you get where you're going. And don't for a minute let this book of the Revelation be out of mind. Ponder and meditate on it day and night, making sure you practice everything written in it. Then you'll get where you're going. Then you'll succeed. Strength, he says again, strength, courage, don't be timid. Don't get discouraged. God, your God is with you every step of the way. God says, Joshua, 
I have an assignment for you. You've been Moses' personal assistant for 40 years. You worked with him to get my people through the wilderness. You have been prepared for this hinge moment of history. But before that assignment begins, pre-battle, know this. Settle this in your heart and settle this in your mind. You're going to have to be courageous. Very courageous. You're going to have to be strong, Atlanta. Very strong. You can't walk in fear. You can't be dismayed. Permission denied. You can't be dismayed. Discouragement must be overcome by confident faith that I am with you. We too must settle that issue in our heart and in our mind as we move into what Holy Spirit said would be a very fierce war season. But though it is a time of shaking and a fierce war season, no dismay and no unbelief from your mouth. Don't speak it. If you've got to grab your lips, grab them. Don't speak it. Why does God talk to him like that? Because the assignment given to him was daunting. It was going to be hard sometimes. It was going to be tough sometimes. It was going to be tiring. It was going to challenge him. It was going to be scary in the natural, occupying thrones and territories that God was given them, was occupied. And it was occupied by very ruthless people. They were mean. They were unreasonable tyrants. They were filled with hatred. They were filled with disdain of God and His ways. It was filled with lawless, corrupt, vengeful, idolatrous. And yes, some of them literally were giants. It was filled with perverts who were sacrificing their children to Baal. Joshua, before this calling, know this. You are going to have to be courageous. Very courageous. No unbelief from your mouth. You can't flinch. You can't tremble. You cannot hesitate in the presence of your enemies. You can hear similar words to a young man named Gideon. Who hid who hid wheat, threshing it behind the wine press because the Midianite armies would come and steal the harvest. And in fact, the Midianites had stolen Israel's harvest for seven straight years. Gideon, I'm calling you to stop 
the rating. But before that call, Gideon, understand, valor deep inside of you must be drawn from. There's a mighty spirit of valor that is inside of you. I know it's there because I put it there, but you, you're going to have to draw from that. You're going to have to tap into that. You're going to have to display courageous valor because I'm going to ask you to take a remnant of 300 and attack 135,000 Midianite warriors and take back what's been stolen from you, and that's going to take some guts. can't flinch it's got to take some guts Gideon you're going to have to show heroic courage you can't tremble you can't get shook Gideon you can't do this walking in fear you can't hesitate in the presence of the enemy discouragement it must be overcome with a confident faith that I'm with you with you fast forward to now ecclesia remnant warriors I'm calling you to an assignment at another hinge of history your assignment is to reset a nation it's to put a world on a different track. I'm calling you to possess the land and stop the stealing of harvests. Like my people in the Exodus, you have circled the mountain for 40 years. You've circled the mountain long enough, cross over the river and take the land, move into the promise. But know this, you're going to have to be strong. Very strong. You must be a people of great courage. You must be bold. Very bold. You must display heroic courage. Because the people you face are ruthless. The people you face in Atlanta are ruthless. The people you face in America, they're ruthless. They are vengeful. They hate you and they hate me. They are liars. They are deceivers. They are merciless. They are unjust. They are mean. They think nothing of killing babies. In fact, they rejoice in the privilege. You must be strong. You must display great courage. Don't tremble before them. Move forward in great faith knowing I am with you. I will protect you. I will release angel armies to surround you and fight for you. All of heaven's allies will protect you. But you be strong. You be courageous. And don't speak unbelief. Be very strong. From Hebrews chapter 11 and chapter 12, we see men and women of great valor, our heritage. It's, it's filled with heroes who stood 
for God was just great courage. They stood down through the ages. They stood when it was not popular. They stood against overwhelming odds again. Now it's our turn. It's time. It's time. It's time. We have come to the moment. It's time. It's time to possess promises that God has given to us. It's time to break Pharaoh's confinement off of us. And that will take fearless courage to say what God says exactly how he says it. Like the pioneers of our faith, we, we're not going to just stroll into the promised land. We've got to fight for it. It must be boldly fought for. The courageous remnant is now being called. The prophet said it this morning. It's time to call the warriors out. The courageous remnant is now being called forth. We cannot ascribe to the pathetic unbelief that is presented in nominal churches. Seeker-sensitive, compromising, dead religious clubs. We are commanded, hear this, we are commanded to not embrace the demon doctrine that says we can't. I'm commanding you, don't say it, he said. Don't say you can't. We're commanded to not embrace the demon doctrine that says we can't. The opposition is too big. It's just gigantic. Hear that, please. We're commanded to not follow the pablum and compromise of many leaders and nominal churches. We are not declarers of dismay. We do not give an evil report. We do not embrace the teaching that it's going to get so dark that the church is finally going to go down in utter defeat. We just can't prevail. We do not ascribe the teaching to the teaching of infidels who compromise the faith, proclaiming, We be not able. We don't lap water like dogs of Gideon's army who left the battle line. Our shields are up. Our heads are up. And we don't run in fear like Gideon's 300. We will pursue you even when we're bone tired. We didn't come to hold territory. We came to take it. We will take back what's been stolen from us. We will not give up our harvest. Quite frankly, I don't understand this losing mindset that's presented in passive churches and their passive leaders. It's certainly not biblical. I mean, what kind of a God are we serving anyway? It's time to confront nominal Christianity with some questions. 
nominal simply means in name only. So much Christianity is just in name only. It's not real. It's time to challenge God's people to leave it behind. Sometimes asking a question, when you ask the right question, often it leads you to the right answer. It's actually a Hebrew way of teaching. So I'm going to ask some, I'll just ask a few questions. I got questions. Is the Lord's arm so short that he can't save? Well, no. Of course not. Let's, let's, let, let's let God ask his own question. Jeremiah 32, 27. Hey, Jeremiah, is there anything too hard for me? Is there anything too difficult? The answer was a resounding no. It's still a resounding no. Don't listen to the naysayers. Don't listen to the prophets of Baal. Is he some weak being that has finally run out of power? Has he finally exhausted his abilities? What kind of a God are we serving? Has he created so much that he's, he's just come to the end of his creative abilities? Has he finally run out of answers? Has the well of his wisdom finally run dry? Has Lucifer and his kingdom finally worn him down and he's just a shell of the God that he once was? To hear some preach today, you would think so. Has his good intentions finally entered times of futility? Has he lost his power? Has he, has he lost his way? Has he bit off more this time than he can chew? Is this era bridged too far for him? Has the wokeness stumped him? Has dementia set in and he can't remember what he said anymore? I got questions. Has intention to build a church hell can't prevail against flopped? Is he building a colossal failure? Has he forgot how to do miracles? Has lunatic leaders bested him? Have babbling fools given him pause? Has man-made laws finally stifled him? Can, can God be outlawed? I mean, is he sitting in heaven saying, well, that's it for me? They outlawed me. Or is he sitting in the heavens laughing at his plans to strip their authority from them? Has arrogant rebellion intimidated him? Does, stay, does telling God to stay out of it work? I mean, does that work? 
What God are we serving? Is he dead? Dying? Or is he alive? Has the God who has won every battle finally come to his Waterloo? Has, has he now come to times when he's facing enemies that's just, just too strong or just too, too difficult? Has the nation laughing in his face frustrated him to just give up? Has he thrown up his hands in surrender? Has a white flag been unfurled over the throne room of heaven? Has our king thrown a white towel into the ring of cultural evil like a beaten boxer? Has he thrown in the white towel into the ring of, of government and its promotion of perversion? Has King Jesus finally cried uncle? Has King Jesus finally waved the white flag to his troops? Has he waved the flag, white flag to his angel armies? Has he waved the white flag to his remnant? Has he waved the white flag of surrender to, to our enemies? And to the heirs of salvation saying, we tried. We, we tried, but we just didn't have what it took to get this done. We surrendered. As he said, Ecclesia, go over in the corner and lick your wounds because you're beat. What is this pablum coming from fear-filled voices? Questioning God's power. Questioning his word. Questioning his promise. Questioning his abilities. What is this pablum Christianity Waving a white flag to the mutilators of children. Sex traffickers. What is this pablum Christianity surrendering to doctrines of devils? What is this pablum Christianity embracing humanistic doctrines, replacing God's word with some more progressive modern word? What is this defeat mindset? What is this taking down of the Christian flag over entire denominations and the raising of the white flag of surrender? We surrender. We surrender to the evil. We, we surrender to perversion. We surrender to Baal. We, we, we surrender to godless ideologies. We surrender to the murder of babies. We surrender to homosexual agenda. We bow to the LGBTQ agenda. We'll sing the alphabet for you. Just don't hurt us. We surrender to the indoctrination of our children. We surrender our rights and liberties to babbling fools. To arrogant swamp Creatures and their demon drivel. Has the kingdom of God waved the white flag? Are we really being called to compromise? Has King Jesus thrown in the towel saying, I just can't build, 
I just can't build a church that hell can't prevail against no matter how hard I try. Or. Or. Has he called to attending seraphims to bring him a white horse instead? As he told Michael, saddle up Whitey. <laughs> it's time to ride into battle with my ecclesia. It's time to ride with my cavalry against the enemies of my kingdom. It's time to shake some things up. It's time to reset things. It's time to lead them as their king of breakthrough. It's time for some prevailing. It's time to strip power from workers of iniquities. It's time to hang some Hamans. It's time to conquer and replace those who mock me. And replace them with those that have my heart. It's time to lead a church I've been building into triumph, just as I said. It's time for a move of heaven to change things. This weekend shifts it that way. It's time for the bold ones to rise. It's time to answer the wake-up call of Holy Spirit. Time to rise and shine, yes. God's glory is rising over us. It's time for the ecclesias to rise up. It's time for the king's remnant to rise up. And it's time for heroic courage. It's time for some warriors with courage to make their stand. It's time to answer the call of heaven to now boldly stand infused with a faith mindset. The mindset of heroes of faith throughout history. That greater is he who is in us. Than he who is in the world and all those who work for him. That mindset must fill us. Time to be bold knowing if God is for us. Who can be a success against us? It's time to be bold knowing the allied coalition of heaven is answering the call. To fight alongside of us. The angel gate is open. And the war gate of heaven is open. Mighty warriors, companies of angels have been deployed to fight alongside of us. Angels are deploying on strike missions. That is happening even tonight. Allies are on the battle line. Strength, courage, valor. Rise to the occasion. City Gate, Atlanta, rise to the occasion. Rise knowing your authority cannot be canceled. It can't be. No, in my name, he said, with unrestrained boldness, you go forth and you cancel hell's culture. You do some canceling. 
You cancel demon assignments. You cancel the work of, of demon powers and thrones of darkness, workers of iniquity. Go boldless into the land. Say what I say. No unbelief. No dismay. Move forward in my possess the land moment. Move forward, reap harvest. Move forward and take the land. Go move forward and take the spoils of war. Advance, advance. Don't hold territory, advance. I'm not hearing a bugle playing taps. I'm hearing a bugle, but it's playing charge. Hear it, Ecclesia. Hear it at this Ecclesia hub. Hear it in all of them, all over the world. Proceed. I'm hearing charge. I'm hearing reformation. I'm hearing take back what's been stolen. I'm hearing rise up and take out the giants. Take their heads off. I'm hearing all of heaven is backing you. You'll win great, great battles. No unbelief. Declare your faith. Whether you feel like it or you don't. Whether you see it or you don't. You declare your faith. Be bold. Be fearless. Move forward with great authority. Pray bold prayers. Pray big ones. He's a big God. Pray bold, big prayers. Make bold decrees. Don't quit. Never back down. Never give up. Never give up. Never give up. That's Winston Churchill's speech, but it's a good one. Shortest speech in history, I think. Never give up. Nothing is said about how you feel. I don't move by what I feel. I guarantee you I'm not moving by what, how I feel. I'm not backing down. I will never give up. Never give up. Never give up. You step forward. I feel this is your moment to step forward. To be the pro-Christian. You're going to see principalities step forward. You're going to see powers. You're going to see rulers of darkness. You're going to see thrones of iniquity. Step forward. It's your moment. Never give up. Like the old uh, Broadway song. I forgot what famous movie it was from. But it's time for the church of great heart to rise. The old Broadway song went something like this. You got to have heart. Miles and miles and miles of heart. When they're saying, brother, you'll never win. You knuckle down and you move forward. Because the winner's got to have heart. You got to have hope. You can't sit around and mope. 
Oh, it's fine to be a genius, of course, but keep that old horse before the cart. When your luck is batting zero, get your chin up off the floor. Brother, you could be a hero. You could open many doors. There's nothing to it but to do it. But get up and do your part. Just remember, if you do it well, it's going to take your heart. It's time for the heart of lions to roar in the land. It's time for the bold ones to rise. You can't tremble. I gave you the first part of a, a prophetic word from 2.14. I'll finish with that. And give it all to you, not just the first couple lines. The alarm clock of heaven is ringing on the nightstand of a sleeping church. Time to rise. Time to rise to the occasion. Time to to get up, the sun has risen over a battlefield. Can you see it? Yeah. I have lions hidden in my remnant, not wolves. They will now rise to patrol and remove the defeated one's wolf packs that have come to scatter my flocks. My lions will be fierce, bold, Aggressive and unintimidated. They will not flinch when the adversaries advance. They will stand strong, says the Lord, and fearless. I gave you that part, but there's more. A new roar will be heard from my tribe, announcing territorial domain, says the Lord. A roar claiming geographical and spiritual jurisdiction. Will now sound from my remnant a roar establishing that the throne of the territory is now occupied and guarded by my heirs. A roar against hell's power shall be sounded. A roar of authority in my name shall come against hell's intrusions. My called out ones, my sent ones, will now become the step forward ones. They will move forward in my power. They will manifest their rights as sons and daughters of God, ruling and reigning with me as intended. My heirs are stepping from the shadows of cultural bondage. They will now display disdain of enemy princes, mites, thrones, dominions, and rulers of darkness. No longer will they compromise in shared rule. No longer settling for cohabitation. No longer accepting shared occupancy with spiritual evil. Passive appeasers. Passive appeasement has now been replaced with backbones of steel. Lips. Set on fire with holy ingots. And a shout of the king is in their voice. Indeed, Jericho's shout decree is in their mouth. Determined face shall now be seen in my faithful ones as they march to remove demon philosophies, doctrines of devils from the land. 
no shared rule, says the Lord. No shared rule with demonic forces. My rule. My rule shall prevail. My words shall prevail. Power to prevail will be poured upon you. Power to prevail is soaking, is soaking my remnant. Power to overcome hell strategies. Power to overcome demonic doctrine and rebel government. Power to more than conquer demonic tactics will be released. Those who stand with me will see hell's fire misfire. That's happening right now in Israel, by the way. Um, I think... I forget who reported it, but one of the major problems Hamas is having is their rockets are misfiring and blowing them up. You will see hell's fire misfire. So arise and rule, rise and roar with my authority, for I will fill your enemy's mouth with sand and their hearts with quicksand. They will find themselves stuck in their own mire. Roar with my freedom. Roar with my liberty. Let rejoicing roar out of Zion. March into battle with confident peace. It is our time to rise. The warriors make their stand. We are going to see... We're going to see the greatest turnaround, I believe, in world history. And we are going to see America saved. And we are going to see a billion soul harvest. Amen. Amen. Musicians, you come. Agree with me as we pray. God, tonight we fill the assignment of heaven in the room. Release that bold anointing on this ecclesia and these warriors to arise and step forward onto the battlefield in ways that they have never done before. While they are warriors and while they have answered the challenge, the times are requiring Spiritual aggression, power demonstrated, bold authority as never before. Release your miracles of deliverance, Lord. Let powerful miracles be signs in the heavens, visible. We would pray even tonight for visible signs in the Middle East. As your supernatural power begins to turn ways. We pray that in our cities and over Atlanta there be visible signs. Visible signs in the heavens. Shake hell's power. You have said you have to do it. We, we say do it. Shake oppressive government. You said you're going to shake the heavens. You're going to shake those demon powers. Those thrones of darkness. Shake Thrones of iniquity over Atlanta. We shake you down. You will not stand. 
bind you in the name of the king. We release the seraphim against you. The angels of war. Shake them from those thrones. Release angels on their strike mission throughout Georgia. Activate the ambushes you've planned. Set the ambushes. Ambush the followers of Baal. Ambush the thrones of iniquity. Ambush the strategies of evil. Release the angels of war. I loose them tonight. I loose the division of government angels. I loose angels of reformation. Angels. Angels release loosed. Release the seraphim, the mighty ones, on, on missions from the Godhead. Partner with the heirs of the region. Take out the enemies of your kingdom. Fight the battle with us, King Jesus. Lord Sabaoth, lead us into war. Lead us into war. Lead us into the spiritual realm. Release supernatural victories. Cause the enemy's weapons to be mired in mud. Cause confusion in the enemy's camp. Confusion, confusion. Release the surprise attacks that you have planned. Surprise the enemy. Surprise them on the battlefield. Surprise them in their bases. Surprise their kings. Do the new things you promised you would do. Blow our minds. Blow our minds. Blow our enemies' minds. Activate the prophetic words you have given. Activate the dreams, the visions. Accelerate them to pass. Release your wisdom plans through dreams and visions and prophetic understanding and revelations. Release the spiritual hurricane of the kingdom of God and the forces of angel armies and saint armies against strongholds of darkness. Rip the covers off Jezebel. Let the whole earth hear your verdict. Drain the swamp. Drain it. Remove the swamp tyrants. Take the heads off giants. Guide the rocks of this ecclesia. Guide the rocks that they sling with the authority of the name of Jesus. Take the heads off giants. We declare there's now a moving of the chessboard. And the kings of darkness will hear checkmate. Checkmate. Reset. Out of the shaking and out of the fierce war you said would rise. A reset.
to covenant roots. And that it would begin to draw your church, your ecclesias into harvest mode. So we ask you, Lord, that you would restore as you did for Gideon all lost harvests. Restore all lost harvests. And give us on top of that a billion soul harvest. America will be saved. America will be saved. 